Hello there, and welcome to Story You Talk Radio. I'm your host, Coach Debbie, and I'm delighted that you are here with me on a sleepy, rainy afternoon. Where? In Seattle, Washington. Imagine that. (laughs) Yep, we're having another one. But we are here to inspire the stories that live inside of you, the stories that you want to write, and the stories that you are reframing so that you can have a bright and wonderful future with your stories. I am based here in Seattle, Washington. Like I said, my name is Coach Debbie, also known as Debbie Handrich to many. And what I love to do in my life coaching business is help people understand that journaling and writing and speaking and expressing not only allows us to know ourselves better, but it really allows us to claim the life story that we want to be living. And I can tell you, I have spent many days, many weeks, even years at times where I was not living the life I wanted to be living. I fell into the idea that my circumstances completely controlled my life. I didn't understand how to make good choices. I didn't understand that most everything was up to me to make a quality decision around. And what brought me into even having an inkling of an idea around that was my journaling practice. What I kept finding in my journal was this desire to live a fuller and, and more happy, (laughs) to just keep it simple, a happier life. And by having a daily journal practice, I started to see myself in a clearer light. And I knew there were new directions I could take myself. I could get more education. I could get more mentoring. And I could start to make choices and decisions to shape the life I wanted to live. Somewhere in my 30s, it became clear that not only did I want to be a teacher, but I wanted to be a teacher of writing. And that has led me on a long path that at some point brought me here to KKNW 1150 in Seattle, where every Thursday I am helping writers and speakers and coaches and trainers and fiction writers and nonfiction writers really get in touch with their own words and be more expressive in their life. That's what I love to do. And I bet you, if you hang around with me, you are going to love to do it too. Like I said, we go live every Thursday, four o'clock Pacific time. And we offer a replay on Fridays. It's early on the Pacific Coast at 6 a.m. and 9 a.m. on the Eastern Coast. So today, the topic I am bringing you comes from uh, the term 
work smarter, not harder, but I'm going to do right smarter, not harder. Right smarter, not harder. In other words, I want you to be really smart about the direction in which you go in, the time you give yourself to do it, the ways you master your tasks. I'm going to offer you some basic tips that you're going to you're going to see, ah oh, yeah, I can do that whether I'm writing or just living life as usual, usual but I'm also going to take you into some some deep mind tasks. Mhm. Because I think that there is often a way to write smarter not harder that is literally a few breaths away but we fail we fail to feel it we fail to recognize it because we are so dedicated and almost blindly dedicated to the way we have done things for a very long time we seem to think that well i'll i'll use myself as an example i i went to community college and then i went to a jesuit college and then i went to a very alternative college and while i was doing this and i'll just let you know it took 11 years to complete 3 degrees a long time i felt at that time that everything you do must be incremental in other words you take steps the only way to do something and to be successful and to stay in the game the long term is that you must take steps this step leads to that step which leads to this step which leads to that one almost like a staircase i did not believe there was a way to go from the base of the staircase to the top of the staircase without putting my foot on every single step and moving upward now in the physical world that's probably the best way to get up a staircase wouldn't you say it's kind of hard to jump to the top but there's many many other ways in which we live in the world we're not just living in a physical world you know if you have a large family or if you have a lot of friends or if you're running a business you know you also live in an emotional world mhm and it has different rules than the physical world if you're a writer you know if you're in a writing community if you're taking writing classes if you are working with a writing mentor and i strongly recommend that you know that you are living in a writer's world it's different than other worlds it's different than an engineer's world there are many little worlds that we choose to be in so while the world of physics the world of reality is smartly going to tell you take steps if you want to go from one level to the next there are other worlds 
where you can take leaps, really big leaps. And that's what I'm talking about when I say write smarter, not harder. I'm really talking about how you can incorporate a quantum leap, a big change, and see really big results in a very short period of time. A lot of people don't believe in this because they have very good reason not to. They are deeply steeped in reality and the world of physics. It's what they live in. They don't give much thought to the emotional world, or when they do, they simply feel very confused, and so they exit stage left from it. No fault in that. But when you are immersed in a community where you seek change for yourself and where you are collaborating with others and creating change for many, it might take a very long time to go step-by-step through changes. Let's say you work in the world of leadership. Now, often they do go through step-by-steps. If you are even uh, in a leadership job and you're working on getting a raise, you may be at the mercy of many steps that you must work through and prove your way through before you are awarded one incremental raise. There are steps you must take. But let's say you have adopted your own leadership. You're running your own game. You're in more of an entrepreneurial setting. You can set a very high bar for yourself. You can create a raise And work smarter to get there instead of harder. And this should intrigue you, my friends. We're going to talk again, like I said, some steps of how you can work through the basics. But we're also going to get into how you might leap. I mean, really catapult yourself into your future. So just quickly, before our first break here, we've got about a minute until we take our first break. I'm going to list off some basic tips you might not have thought about. One is getting away from this idea of multitasking and going to single task. A single task means you're focusing on one thing at a time and you are committed to being less chaotic. Just quickly, I'm going to list a few more. Another idea of writing smarter and not harder is just thinking about starting earlier and working with the big tasks first. I'm taking a class right now where I have to be up at 5.50 at the latest in the morning to take this 90-day 6.30 a.m. class. Is changing my life. I am loving it so much. Starting earlier, getting more done, work with the big stuff first. Another idea is really getting in touch with when your energy is on high and when your energy is on low and planning your day accordingly with that. And another idea that I just came up with one day 
is answered to only one list uh, each day. Many of us have, have a list of what we want to do today, what we want to do within the next week, within the next month, what we want to get done in the next three years. I mean, give yourself a little time to look at that in the morning and write one list for the day. And don't go back. Don't, don't, don't challenge yourself to put more on it. Don't, don't do this chaotic list making all through the day. One list and go. If you need modification, you can do it tomorrow. Okay, my friends, those are just some basic ways you can up level. But when we come back from this first break, we'll be looking a little more at those, but we're really going to look at how do we take a big leap? How do I write smarter? All right, hang out with me. I'll be right back. Where would you love to live? Have you explored today's market? When I spoke with Heather Ramos, she instantly put me at ease. I'm Coach Debbie from Story U, and I recommend Heather to first-time buyers or dream home shoppers and everyone in between. Let Heather's experience lead you to a perfect location and style and all within your budget. Contact Heather Ramos at Keller Williams. That's Heather Ramos at KW.com. If you are struggling in your marriage, just starting out in a new relationship or are single and looking to do better next time, geez, if I got great news for you. Hi, we're Tom and Stacey Bartley. We are the hosts of Love Shack Live, which airs on KKNW 1150 AM every Thursday at 1 p.m. PST. Yeah, come on over and join us. We'd love to connect with you over there. You betcha. We'll see you soon. Some people know a good thing when they hear it. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. I'm Coach Debbie, and I'm talking to you today about this idea of instead of working smarter and not harder, I've brought the idea to my brand of writing smarter and not harder. There's a whole lot of ways that you can be creative, be a smart creative. Don't be that person that thinks, oh, it's going to take me 10, 20, 50 years to write my book. Even if it does, even if it does take 50 years to write a book, don't set out for it to take 50. Just accept that maybe, maybe, maybe while you're working on your projects, it took a little longer. But as you go through your writing projects, ask yourself, how might I be someone who writes smarter and not be that person that is writing harder, not making your tasks harder for yourself. So I want to tell you a story. I just heard this story and it made a huge impress impression on me because while I was listening to it, I identified deeply. And I know you've had moments where 
you also have been sitting around the the campfire, we'll say. And there was there was someone sharing a story and you thought, oh, my goodness, that is me. That's me. And in some cases, stories open up places where we see we've been stuck and we don't want to be stuck anymore. I heard this story and it was from a long ago writer named Price Pritchett. He was a PhD that was deeply involved in leadership and helped a lot of entrepreneurs. And he told this story once of the fly. The fly was doing what he knew how to do. He was flying around. And one day this fly found himself inside of a house where he was bumping up against the window pane and he was seeing the sunlight outside, but he kept flying into the window pane, flying into it, flying into it, banging up his little wings and not reaching the outdoors. Because as you and I know, with our higher consciousness, we know you can't walk through windows. But our friend, the little fly, he didn't know that. So he was following, and this is really key, he was following the intellect he had. His intellect told him to fly towards the light. But in this case, because he was up against a window, he couldn't get to it if he kept going toward it. So our little fly, with all the endurance he has, might find himself bumping and bumping and bumping up against the window pane in an effort to get toward the light. But what he's going to do is run out of energy. At some point, according to Price Pritchett, he will fall to the window sill uh, due to exhaustion. And in some cases, that is where the fly will die because he can't regain his strength. He can't find a way out. All he sees is the light on the other side of the window. And he is completely baffled why he cannot get to the light. When I heard this story for the first time, and I heard it again today in class, but when I heard this story for the first time, I was in a job that I really, really liked. But like the fly, it was a job where I pursued the sun. I pursued a higher level. And daily, I kept coming up against massive obstacles that were keeping me from truly being out in the light of my job. In my situation, I was working with students. I was working at an institution. And about 90% of the rules and regulations and ideas um, they in some way rubbed up against me and, and, and caused me a certain level of pain 
because I wanted to teach differently. And when you have a real desire to do something differently and you work under people, you feel the the edge of the obstacle all the time. And you're constantly worrying yourself and you're constantly using your energy to try and get into more light, into a place where it's easier and working better. But you can't tell you're up against, in my case, what was called sometimes a glass ceiling. You're not aware that you're up against an obstacle that you're just not going to break through. In my situation, one of the big obstacles was I had a, a huge disagreement with the way we grade and evaluate our youth. I didn't like it. I didn't think it promoted youth to think in a in a more well-rounded way. I didn't think it helped them make decisions better. So I found myself bringing in ideas to the classroom that, that were very along the lines of what we would call a heroic journey and that offered ways of thinking about taking quantum leaps. But I also knew that I wasn't taking one in my current position. So I started to seek ways to leave it. And again, I was bumping up against the obstacle. I knew I had skills as a writer and as a teacher. I knew I had experience as a writer and as a teacher. So I was having a very hard time thinking away from the next school I might apply to. That's all I could come up with is that I belong in a school. It wasn't until I thought about having something 180 degree in the opposite direction, and that was my own business. Now, let's come back to the fly for a second. Maybe you have seen this too. Maybe you have seen a fly in your house bumping up against the window, trying to get into the light and be back with the sun and be back outside. And the fly does it and does it and does it. And maybe you you swish the fly away from the window and he's now pointed in the direction toward the front door and he notices there's light out there, and he flies in that direction. Now, with his own capabilities, often the fly is not going to make it out the front door. He's just not going to stop being so doggedly rigid about getting through that window. And I'll just tell you, I was the same. I wasn't writing smarter. I was trying to find a new school a new system. And what I ended up doing was needing someone to sort of swish me out of the systems I knew and into totally different ideas. 
And that's what happened to our friend, the fly, who went out the door. And that's what happened to me. And that's what can happen to you. But what you have to do is be willing to almost almost be on your knees, almost ready to say, everything I've done up to this point worked to some degree, and I'm willing to do it 180 degrees differently. I am willing to walk in a completely different direction and find something new, but I'm doing it with my skills. I am going to write smarter, not harder. Because if you're like me, if you are a writing teacher, if you are an author, if you are an editor, if you're a speaker, you know where your skills are. And if you've been doing your skills at a particular place, it makes sense that you're going to think about a similar place, maybe in a different city, where you could do it there. But it might be full of all the same rules that you're leaving. So how might you work smarter? How might you write smarter? How might you do what is smarter for you? One is that you're going to take yourself off of that staircase we were talking about in the first part of the show. You're going to stop trying to take one step at a time to get to your next idea. And you're going to start talking to people who are leaps and bounds ahead of you. You are going to ask them what they did and how they did it and where they stumbled and how they can help you. Because, my friends, when you get involved in mentorship, often a mentor has done what you are trying to do 5, 10, 15, 25, 30 years ago. And they took the long road too. But they're not going to make you walk through 5, 10, 15, 30 years worth of lessons. The whole reason they became a mentor is because they consolidated their experience down and they, they are standing at the top of the staircase. They are going to pull you up. They're going to lead you to the top. They are going to say, I want you to take a big leap and I am here to pull you into your future. I'm not expecting you to carefully take one step at a time. That's a different way of thinking, and it it serves in many, many areas of life, especially when you're dealing with like the law of gravity and you're trying to get up a set of stairs. It works really well there. It worked okay in my job as a teacher. I found I could take steps and I could increase my income, and I could increase my experience. But at some point, when you are in disagreement with a system, it's not necessarily wise to try to keep bumping up against a window or stepping one step at a time and remaining in a system that you, on a great level, know 
you're not performing at your best in. You're doing a good job and you want to be doing a great job. This is how you say no to what you've been doing. And you turn things around and you look for the door. You realize that someone has given you a big swoosh away from the window and toward the door. And you say yes. And you fly with all your might in that direction. There was a time in my career in which I had to serve 75 students on the daily in order to make a just above minimum wage salary to take care of myself on very meager means. 75 students a day. You can imagine how stretched a person can be when you need to prepare 55 classes for 75 students that you are working with on the daily and you need to be evaluating them. If you wonder why why teachers burn out, this is why. The income and the amount of work were not, I'm just going to gently say, in harmony. They were not working in harmony. And there came a point in time after doing this for 22 years that I was a little bit hungry for ways to not bump up against the windowsill and fly out the door and serve at a higher level. In my typical day now, while I have about 10 one-on-one students at a time at the most, in a typical day, I am serving three to four at a time. And I'll tell you, they get my best. This is me mentoring. Some of them have a brain where we are very conversational. Some of them have a brain where we are rudimentary and we are really working through rules and ways in which they can be their best. But we're not we're not going at a snail's pace and we're not settling in the ways that the fly has to settle when he sees the sun and he doesn't know the way or the teacher has to settle because she's at the bottom of a staircase working her way up. You don't have to settle when you are willing to take a little more risk and work with a mentor and leap into your future because that mentor is going to pull you forward. Now, let's talk about some ways that this leaping works for writers. One way, and hang out with me just about three more minutes here before we take our next break. One way that this works very well for writers is by journaling every day and by investing just a couple minutes more each day as you go through your month. So let's say it's the first day of the month. And often at the first day of the month, you have a lot on your plate. This is often one of 12 starting points in the year. It's where you just kind of assess again. I hope you do this. 
If you don't do this, I can show you how to do this. But that first day of the month, you're sort of assessing what you want to accomplish in this month. And when you are journaling, when you're taking about 15 minutes, 30 minutes on the first day of the month, and you're just sort of easing into what you see for yourself and writing out some of these dreams for the month, some of the practical things you want to see to pass, some of the people that you need to call on for help to have a successful month. When you're journaling about it, you are staying in relationship with yourself. You are writing smarter. When you journal, you write smarter. When you don't journal, sometimes you're setting up your month and it's a little unconscious, but you're setting it up to be harder. Because as you go through your month, you're going to be relying totally on your thinking. You won't have your journal to go back to and see some of your great ideas, to see some of the ways that you plan on doing some problem solving. You won't see some of the tips from your mentors. You won't see yourself in action. Your journal allows you to be acting out what it is you want to see in your month. And I will just tell you that the students I have worked with since I've been running my business, because I track this very, very closely, the ones that come to me with a particular goal or the ones that come to me with a particular goal and then revise it are the ones that are journaling and that see it through. There are these other students I've had, not many, but some, that while they like the idea of journaling, they don't really get into it, as they say. And I have warned, this is the not smarter way, but they have a harder time getting to their goals. Why? Because they are not relating as deeply with themselves, and they don't have a place to go back to to see their wisdom. They have to just rely on memory. And if you're like me, in this season of my life, memory does not always serve. So these are just some ways that we start to write smarter and that we leap into our future. I got more ways for you. If you want to write into my Facebook page or send me an email, you are welcome to do so. And if you would like to get some live coaching right here around how you might take a leap, why don't you call me? The number here is 1-888-298-5569. You can put in that call while we take our last break. We're going to come right back. Where would you love to live? Have you explored today's market? When I spoke with Heather Ramos... 
she instantly put me at ease. I'm Coach Debbie from Story U, and I recommend Heather to first-time buyers or dream home shoppers and everyone in between. Let Heather's experience lead you to a perfect location and style and all within your budget. Contact Heather Ramos at Keller Williams. That's Heather Ramos at KW.com. Alternative Talk 1150, online at 1150kknw.com. Hello, my friends, and welcome back here to Story You Talk Radio. Today, I'm, I'm playing on this idea that you've heard over and over again called working smarter, not harder. I used to really get angry when I would hear someone say that because I think I'm a smart person. I'm working smart over here. But when I look back, <laughs> honestly, I I was masterfully working harder and harder and harder because I really, really believed in taking one step at a time. And that works really, really well in a lot of situations. But when you are trying to take a leap into your future with great ideas, often there is somebody that can help you do it. Some mentor that could pull you into your future so you don't have to take one little baby step after another. Now, for my brand new writers, we do start with baby steps. It is a great place to start, but there's often a place in which I know as their teacher, it's time for me to pull them, pull their potential and them forward because I know exactly where they're trying to get to and I know ways to help them get there where it's it's the difference between driving three states away and booking yourself a flight and being there in four hours. It's that kind of thing. We didn't always have the technology to get in a plane and fly. You don't always have the means to a coach or a mentor to get up in the air and fly. But when you do, Take it, do it. It is going to serve you so well. You are going to be working so much smarter, not harder. I really mean it. Let's talk. uh, We've got a writer here, Naomi, who is writing in. Uh, Slightly long, but since I didn't get a chance to review this, we're going to go for it here, Naomi. I just want to say thank you for writing in. She says, I don't know if you remember me, but I am an avid listener to your show and your topic has really caught my attention, not only in writing, but just in life in general. I guess I am someone who works harder. I didn't think about this idea of how I could work smarter. Could you help me with this situation? You might remember that I recently left a job as an editor and wanted to go back to headhunting for indie publishers. But what I'm having a hard time doing is selecting who to work for. 
I now have the privilege of working for myself, but I don't find myself working my way up the elevator. Was that the metaphor you used? I'm not moving quick enough. I just can't really wrap my head around how to get in the winning game here. It's not that I can't find enough work. It's that I'm struggling to find the work I desire. Ooh. Mm, Let me just scan down the rest of your note here. Hey, Naomi, what do you say we stop right there? Desire. All right, I'm hearing something very, very important here. Uh, I didn't I didn't say elevator, but I like that word. Yes, I think following desire puts you in an elevator as opposed to making you take the stairs 12 flights. Yes, I do. So if you are noticing that you have plenty of work to choose from, but the work isn't of the quality you want, then then be careful because that's not a high quality elevator. <laughs> that's not a high quality elevator. But you you are on to yourself here because you said desire, right? So what I want you to do, this this might be my biggest tip of all. Sometimes we have to look at our behavior, and choose a brand new viewpoint. All right. This starts with noticing how did, so you were an editor and now you are back to headhunting. I'm, I'm thinking you're using that term as, as going back to being an agent. Um, When you do that, just based on what I know from publishing, when you do that, you have to be a really, really good match for your clients. Naomi, if you're listening live, I just want to invite you to call in if you can. Um, it's 888-298-5569. And we can suss this out together because we've we've got about 10 minutes here that we could work on that. But if not, um, I'm just going to continue on. The, the whole idea here is that you, you know your desire. You know the type of person you want to work with. You know the type of work you want to do. You know the type of day you want to have. Desire. Your desire. If you are going to take the elevator up to the top of your career, the people you're working with must have that too. So I'm guessing you have a lot of people around you because the need to work with an agent is high, right? So the quantity is going on, but you, you probably positioned yourself to have quantity because you were leaving one job and you needed to assure you would have income in the new job. So now that you have a lot of quantity around you, it's time to up your game. And that is to say no to those that do not have your standards and 
to exude your standard daily, daily through your social media, daily through your journaling, daily through your conversations and relationships with contacts because you want to be known for what you do best right? This is your desire. Your desire is to leave. I have a similar situation, Naomi, because when when I was working as a teacher, I was also running the literary magazine for our college. And I had some big dreams around that. And the way that they came true for students was that they were winning big awards, And it was positioning students to have a really nice, flavorful resume upon graduating from the the program and from the college. But the rewards it had for me was that I was able to try and innovate and do things from a whole new viewpoint. I was able to step into what I wanted to see as a really high quality magazine. Now for you, you stepping away from editing is kind of like for me. I didn't want to be the editor of the magazine. I wanted to run a program that taught students how to become editors, that taught students how to work on a team together. And by doing that, I got away from doing so much editing and into a job that I really, really love doing. It's kind of like you, but, but you have to have very high standards of what you're going to accept for me It was that I had to interview a lot of students before I picked the ones that were showing real commitment and dedication to the program. For you, you're going to have to change your behavior from whatever you're doing to get in front of massive amounts of people to getting in front of smaller groups of people where they are already operating at a standard that aligns with you. So this is a change in behavior. I'm not saying there's something wrong with you. I'm saying you're probably spreading yourself very thin as opposed to shooting really high and going for places where you might only be exposed to some, but they are some of the most high quality people you could anticipate working with. I'm going to tell you, Naomi, this is, this is the framework of having a whole new viewpoint so you can up-level your behavior. Instead of saying, I am the perfect person to serve a million people, Now you're looking at, I am the perfect person to serve the number of people I can in a day and stay with the highest quality of work that I know how to do. That's That means you're going to have to change your behavior and have a really strong relationship with yourself, with yourself. 
Naomi, if you want to get some mentoring from me and, and really get you catapulted into your career, um, I would like to help you with this. And I would be, I would be willing to offer to you the first two weeks completely free that we could work together if you wanted to sign up for a 60-day VIP package. So you think about that. I've got your name and your email right here. So I'll recognize you if you write to me because I have some great ideas of how you can make a huge leap or as you said, take your desires up up that elevator because that is how you want to grow. You've already made the decision to leave editing. You have made the decision to branch out as an agent. I want you in front of high quality people, not necessarily everyone in the world that needs an agent. All right. I got ideas of how we can do this together. For everyone else, I I want you to really hear what I'm telling Naomi today. And that is the key is to lean into your desires. I love that she chose that word. And we're just going to go with it. The the desire you have is going to take you into writing smarter, working smarter, and not doing it harder. So right away, a lot of people, when they're like, oh, I don't have to work harder anymore, they book themselves a trip to Fiji and they're away from their desired audience for two weeks. And they they start to really take on the life of the romantic. And I'm not saying I don't want you to go to Fiji, but let's let's get some seeds in the ground and and let's nurture that soil of your new plan. And then let's get you a vacation because working smarter does mean you're going to work. Writing smarter does mean you're you're going to write. You're going to write. But I don't want you writing eight hours a day unless somehow you have come to love your relationship with that. I have met very few people. I can think of one. Mm, Okay, two. I can think of two right now who liked that system. But I have known thousands of writers. So that that's not good statistics right there. Most people don't want to write eight hours a day. I don't know, but I am very, very happy writing for an hour and 15 minutes a day. Really happy. I am very happy writing standing up. I didn't know that for a long time. I am very happy writing where there is no, no noise except either water, like in the forms of of the water at a lake or a river or the rain. I really like that as my background. I have come to understand the environments so that I can write smarter and write daily and write quality, but not make it hard 
and backbreaking on myself. I didn't understand for so long that I was literally injuring my back by sitting at a desk and doing hours of writing and content building. I didn't know that until one day I got a stand-up desk and I was like, oh my goodness, I like this. Now I can't write for an hour and 15 minutes solid at a stand-up desk, but I really love integrating that into my journal uh, morning writing. It's a smarter way to go. Now, again, let's just let's just visit some of the basic tips for starting out how you might work um, smarter. One is to get rid of multitasking. Another is start early and go with a big task. Another is get in touch with your energy. When are you up? When are you low? Always work when you're up. Another is to just minimize your list. But if I could impart with you today on how to really get into your desire and take that elevator or that plane ride or that rocket ship into your future, I'm going to tell you, be willing to change your behavior and make it 180 degrees away from what you're doing. If you're sleeping in, get up early. If you're drowning yourself in sorrows, find your way to good friends. If you are producing nothing, start producing one full page a day. If you don't have a journal, buy a journal and write it every day. If you don't have a mentor, get a mentor. Go 180 degrees away from what you're doing and try it all together new and do it with someone that knows what they're doing because they've already done it and they can help you through it. You're going to be so glad. You're going to see your desires living through you. You won't be banging up against that window pane anymore like the fly that's running out of energy. You're going to be flying through that door and straight to the sunlight. Okay, my friends. I got more for you next Thursday. We're going to come back at four o'clock next Thursday with new topics. I always love hearing what you want. You can reach out to me at coachdebbie.com. That's D-E-B-B-Y, coachdebbie.com. I'd love to hear what is happening in your world of writing, but I just want to say, keep it smart. I'll see you next week. Namaste. Namaste. 